When it comes time to shine, would you shine? Or would you crack? Would you crack? When it comes time to shine, would you shine? Or would you crack? Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Good morning. My uh, name is uh, Odilong Alexander Ngu. I am the uh, founder of uh, Nubio Utopia. Uh, I am the author of uh, my most recent book titled Intelligent Systems. Um, and uh, today I'm going to be talking a bit about, um, you know, the motivation behind writing the book and the purpose for writing the book. But before I get there, uh, I remember as a very young boy, I used to always ask a lot of questions. You know, I used to ask, well, how does this work? Where does this come from? Who created this? So I was that annoying child. And recently I realized that um, that child never left. Um, I've always been very, very curious to figure out how things work and where they came from. And um, so that has led me to where I am today, where I was motivated to understand or find how I as a being, as a physical being, a biological being, fit in within the ecosystem of not just humanity, but of the planet itself and of the universe. This childlike curiosity has led me to where I am today. Because I was interested in understanding my environment, understanding different perspectives, it allowed me to experience different mediums. And this polymathic approach has stayed with me my whole life. When I attempt to solve a problem, the goal is not to find one discrete solution. The goal is to find a solution that is symmetrical or that is consistent in different frames of references, in different mediums. For this reason, um, my work is usually an amalgamation or a fusion of um, different perspectives of different mediums. And I believe that um, this um, allows uh, for a um, more complete interpretation of the truth. For this reason, my book should be experienced and not just read. The information in this book is presented multidimensionally where just on the cover page, we have enough information, if you understood, to represent what's inside of the book. The book is designed for young children to understand at the abstract level, and also designed for scholars um, that have spent years and years and years studying the reduced or reductive schools of thought to also be able to comprehend. So um, it can be argued that this is an age-old question that has driven the progress of humanity. Mm, you know, ancient scholars have 
try to answer the same question. Um, um, recent philosophers, mathematicians, physicists are also on the journey uh, to solve this problem. And essentially the problem is, how do we explain the emergence of nature, the interaction of natural systems and the evolution of those natural systems. Um, and um, that's what we're going to try to solve today. And we're going to present a solution to this that explains the fundamental driving engine of not just nature, but of the universe itself. This is known as the theory of everything. Um, and uh, many, many, many scientists globally or just academics globally um, are working on solving this problem. And um, the solution to this would give humanity um, the understanding of itself. Um, you know, not just how we individually fit within our system, but how we fit with all other systems in the universe and the other universes however you look at it. Um, and today I'm going to be using uh, this Rubik's Cube uh, to just demonstrate very simply how that connection is made. Um, when we look at academia today, um, we notice a fragment in the knowledge systems that are used to model uh, nature in a way, um, which is why we have um, um, different concentrations um, uh, within schools of thoughts, you know, um, the chemistry, chemical systems, biology, biological systems, physics, physical systems, and even as far as economic systems, um, political systems. So these are all frameworks um, that are based on sort of those reduced knowledge systems and their predictive ability, their predictive accuracy. Um, so essentially what I'm saying here is that, um, is that, um, our, on our way of understanding nature today is very reduced. So we can understand fragments of nature. We can understand we can have, we can come up with algorithms to model fragments of nature. Um, but the, um, the, the thing that we've been unable to do to be, to achieve is to make the connection of how these individual so-called individual knowledge systems, uh, are connected. Uh, and if they are connected, uh, what is the underlying, uh, algorithm that governs their interaction and their evolution? and their emergence, uh, which is the question uh, that the theory of everything is attempting to find a solution to. Um, so that is what we're going to address today. So um, essentially, when you hear the theory of everything, um, what, what they mean is the underlying like algorithm that governs nature, that governs the emergence of natural systems that governs the interaction of those systems with each other, and that governs the evolution of those systems, uh, determining their life and death, 
Um, and I, I can give some examples to this, um, like a seed. You know, if you put a seed uh, in some soil and put some hydration, some water, you know, um, uh, you, you, you might see, um, you know, a plant grow or a bit of tree, a tree grow. You know, what's, what governs this? How can a tree emerge from a seed? Um, you know, uh, same thing with procreation. Uh, uh, when, 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 when an egg is fertilized, uh, right? What is the, what is the governing uh, rule, the governing algorithm that uh, allows it to, uh, you know, evolve into a three-dimensional being, uh, despite the fact that it was, uh, it came from, you know, uh, almost a zero-dimensional um, uh, phenomena. Oh, so this is essentially what we mean by the theory of everything. Um, it's the underlying algorithm behind uh, not just humanity, but of nature itself. Um, so on the cover of uh, the book, Intelligence Systems, um, I showcase the intelligence grid or the grid of intelligence, as you can see. Um, and this, it, it, it just by itself uh, has a lot of information compact in there. Um, and I'm going to be using this Rubik's cube to showcase um, how this uh, intelligence grid works uh, and, and, and how it would help us understand uh, dimensionality and understand um, systems, regardless of whether it's a physical system or a biological system or a chemical system, it doesn't matter. Um, so to showcase how this would work, um, take a look at this intelligence grid on the cover page of uh, the notebook. Uh, take a look at this grid. So this grid is a cross section, um, um, but it actually expands in all direction, upwards, backwards, inwards. It expands in all directions, 360 degrees. And it's always expanding. So it's infinite. Now, imagine you were one of those blocks within the grid. Um, and the goal is to uh, traverse this grid and make it back to the center point where the infinity, the infinity symbol is, right? So, but to do that, there are certain rules because each grid is essentially a different dimension. Each, each box is a different dimension. So different rules apply. So to traverse this grid requires uh, uh, knowledge of the rules. Okay, so same thing with this Rubik's Cube. If I was to solve this Rubik's Cube, I have to follow certain rules if I was to move each of the colors, each of the blocks to a certain location. So let me solve one of the one of the sides. Uh, I'll first, I'm going to first scramble the, the cube, scramble it, okay, and I'm going to solve one of the sides. Uh, Okay. Let's see here. Uh, okay. Okay. There we go. So here I've solved the white side. Now it took me a few seconds to do that. Um, but that's because for me to move the pieces around to get to the point where all the white pieces are on one side, 
I have to follow certain rules called algorithms that allow me to move the pieces until I move them to the point that I want to, to design what I want. Um, so the point of that is that if you are a system, if you are a system and you exist within the intelligence grid, your goal is to get to the infinity symbol. But to get there requires your understanding of the rules of nature. And the rules of nature, the rules of the universe, the rules of systems, the rules of intelligence are the same, but they are expressed differently in each of those blocks because they are in different dimensions, right? And that is the premise of how we present the solution to understanding all systems, to understanding nature itself. Um, so I will now read a passage from the book, from chapter one, um, uh, which talks about um, Kurt Goodell um, and, um, and his contribution to, to our understanding of systems. Um, so Kurt Goodell published his first incompleteness theorem in 1931 and significantly impacted modern logic. Uh, prior to announcing his achievement, the recognized schools of thought was that mathematics was simply part of logic. Uh, Goodell's incompleteness theorems bolted a door in front of logic that has yet to be unlocked. The two relevant theorems can be summarized as follows. So uh, Kurt Goodell uh, presented um, uh, his inc incompleteness theorems, which showcased a symmetry in our knowledge systems, our intelligence systems. Um, and the premise for, that Goodell was providing was that um, was that our intelligence systems, our models, our knowledge systems are inherently incomplete and could never completely or totally model nature. Um, so his first incompleteness theorem states this, any consistent formal system within which a certain amount of elementary arithmetic can be carried out is incomplete. They are statements of the language which can neither be proven or disproven. His second incompleteness theorem states that for any consistent system within which a certain amount of elementary arithmetic can be carried out, the consistency of that system cannot be proven within that system itself. So what Goodell basically pointed out was that, yes, our, our reduced um, knowledge systems have predictive accuracy. They can work, but they, but they are inconsistent or they are inherently incomplete, which means that we could never use them to model the totality of nature, the totality of the universe. And this is the door that Goodell bolted in front of uh, academia. And this door has yet to be opened. Um, so the algorithm that opens this door, I present today in my book, in my book and simplified is this, is this algorithm here with the triangle, the infinity symbol and the circle. Where with this three symbols, we could understand nature. We can understand the emergence of nature, the interaction 
and the evolution. So this symmetry that uh, <clears throat> Godel was pointing to, we, uh, we, we, we see its manifestation in, in, in physics um, with the duality of, 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 um, of, um, of gravity and electromagnetism. You know, um, um, I mean, many, many, many scientists have worked for, for a very long time trying to unify uh, gravity and um, electricity. Um, and, 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 and this symmetry is the same symmetry as understanding the physical uh, physical universe with the imaginary universe uh, or, or unifying uh, or, 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 or subjective with objective, you know, or, or certain and uncertain or, or predictable and unpredictable. So this symmetry persists throughout all systems. And, um, and, and, and the goal uh, for humanity or for the human civilization has been to understand this, to solve this mystery. And this is the solution that we present today um, uh, in my new book, Intelligent Systems.